Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willicombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Hamish, can you say Rob Beckett? Rob, Rob, bum, bum. <laughs> and can you say Josh Whittacombe? Josh, bum, bum. Gosh, truth. All right, you're drongo. Yes. We've got ourselves a couple of Aussies. <laughs> you have got yourself a couple of Aussies. <laughs> this is my three-year-old Hamish, who currently insists on adding bum-bum to most things he says. So naturally today he added it to your names. Though I think my accent gives it away, I'll include my location at the end of this email for you to guess, Rob. Do they give the location in Australia? They do give the location. Should I just finish the email? Thank you for both yeah. providing so much realism and humour to parenting. You truly are relatable guys. Unbelievable. Oh, lovely. So relatable and sexy and funny. Washing dishes whilst listening to you both takes a bit longer as I'm doubled over with laughter most of the time. Thanks for the laugh. Very much appreciated, Jane. Mel... Oh, I've given it away. Melbourne! Yes! <laughs> Got it. I was going to say Gold Coast for full transparency. <laughs> I don't know what that means, so... The Gold Coast. Brisbane, up there. Ah, uh, right. Have you ever been Australia? Yeah, hated it. Right, so... Why do you hate it? Oh, too many flies. Too many flies. Too hot, too many flies. Where were you there? We did a last, like, travelogue through Australia. Oh, I remember. Yeah, but you didn't see the best part of it. We fucking didn't. I'm telling you that for free. <laughs> Got to Melbourne at the end of three weeks, and you're like, this is the bit I wanted to go to. I didn't want to be stood in bloody Darwin, surrounded by flies. Oh, anyway. I mean, I've not done that bit of Australia. I've done the other bit, and I quite like it. Yeah. It's quite chilled. It's nice weather. I've spent years over there. I did like Adelaide Fringe. I did three years of I'm a Celebrity over there. Um, oh, so, yeah, yeah, of course. I think is. I'm going back on tour, actually. Which is exciting. Yeah. So we might, I might be able to see Hamish. You might be able to see Hamish, yeah. Well, why not? A bit young for the show. Yeah. How are you? I'm all right, actually. Pretty good. I'm a bit tired. It's been a very intense work period for me. However, because of that and because I've got a lot coming up in a few weeks, I'm going to have the children on my own for like four or five nights when Lou goes away. Whoa. Yeah, big time. Whoa. Full on, full blast. She's a, she's throwing it straight back at me. Four to five nights. Yeah, she's a bit nervous about going away for that long, but... Oh, yeah. That, yeah, it's her, it's her problem, Rob. Yeah, she says that. She'll be absolutely fine when she's away, having yeah. the time of her life. 
So take me through what your plans are for these four or five days. To be fair, they're going to be in school, so it's not the end of the world. So it's not too bad, to be fair. It's literally just yeah. like pickups, drop-offs, and then on the Friday, my youngest doesn't go into preschool. So, yeah, it's not it's not too bad. It'll be fine. We haven't sorted out the dates. So when I, we've got all the dates, we know a bit more, I'll talk you through my plan of action. This week, I've not been at home that much because I've been gigging lots. Yeah. Because we've been doing the Parent and Hell shows and I've been doing my tour show. So I did seven shows in a row. Oh, Rob. Which was... That's a lot of entertaining, isn't it, Josh? A lot of entertaining. But you like you live for it, Rob. You're, you're only truly yourself on stage. That's what they say about you. I just leak energy. You do. I'd love to uh, inject that into people's ears. But um, I uh, this has been quite funny though. One of the most disgusting images I've ever thought of. Really, that <laughs> that you leak energy and inject it into people's ears. But carry on. I've got a bit of an issue with the gymnastics club the kids go to. Oh yeah, they go to gymnastics on a Saturday, right? The kids love it, right? So it's like. In the morning, we have to one goes in and then the other goes in because they're a different age group. So it's a bit annoying. You have to sit in the car, basically, on your phone for an hour and then do shifts. And then one goes in, the other one comes in the car and has their iPad. It's fine, though. We enjoy it. Anyway, come home. Oh, good news, Mum. Both of us have passed our sort of, like, first level of, like, gymnastics. Oh, well done. So that's good, isn't it? They've only been going a couple of... What weeks. do they have to do? Oh, I don't know, but it's like, I think I imagine, like, a forward roll and a star jump. So you're not allowed to go in and watch? No, you don't go in and watch, which is, you know, fine. I'm sure you're allowed to see it if there's a competition or whatever, but they're only young yeah. anyway. It's very, like, just something to do on a Saturday. Yeah. It's not like the Russian They're not the like Chinese a Soviet government. Union. China. No, no. Yeah, no, yeah. She's not on roids. Are you worried they're boosting? I did see a lot of blood transfusion equipment being moved in and out of the hall just to keep the energy up. But I don't know if that was... There was a spin class next door or something. But, you know, but you know, they're the bendiest and most energetic they've ever been. So whatever they're on, yeah, get me course. some. That's what yeah. I say. And uh, anyway, they come and go, oh, we both part. They, they were like, Mum, Dad, we passed the first level. Oh, brilliant. And we get a medal. I was like, well done, show us your medal. It went, oh, no, no, you've got to give us five pounds to take in to get it. What? I know. Are they part of a pyramid scheme? I don't know what it is. That's a bit cheeky because you pay for them to go. I assumed that... They chuck in the medal. Well, how good's the medal? Like, it's normally just a little rubbish plasticky thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But a medal, so we've got, they've got to go in with a fiver for a medal. Oh, is that normal? You're asking the wrong person. I've no I've no, no experience of gymnastics medals, Rob. You went, though. You just never you never got the medals. You just never never passed the course. I've been going for six years. They still can't quite get that first medal. So this You is... just can't get that forward roll. Exactly. You can start jump all day. It's really painful to hear that your daughters are doing better than me. It's a real kick in the teeth. Oh, no, it's all right. It's, it's one of those things. But, yeah, no, I didn't know. But I don't know if that's a thing or not. But then it's, I feel a bit unfair. If, they, if you're, like, a bit tight on cash that week and you've got a few kids, you can't keep banging out a fiver for a medal, can you? No, but also you've got to do it, haven't you? You can't say you can't have the medal. I know, it's brutal. You're absolutely caught in a situation. Well, it feels like absolute prime. If they ever, like, became really successful and they did Desert Island Discs, they would go, well, yeah, I remember when, you know, I, I worked really hard and passed my gymnastics and... My parents couldn't afford the £5 gold medal. Or even worse, they yeah. could afford it. They just didn't want to give it to me. And it's like yeah. some sort of like fire in their belly. Well, what you should say, Rob, is... I'll make my own for them. I'm not getting you a medal until yeah. you get it from the Olympics. I don't think that would be a good thing to say. You do not deserve a medal until you have won the Olympics. Or they come in and go, oh, I passed my test. All right, yeah. Show me you didn't. No one. Think about it. <laughs> no one didn't pass. Yeah? <laughs> How convenient. Oh, what's that? The brother of the owner of the club? Oh, what does he do? He makes medals. Think about it. Yeah, he works in Timpsons. It's not, it's not trickling down, it's trickling up, mate. <laughs> yeah, think about it, you sheep. You fucking sheep. I know you're six, but wake up. And then get two five-pound notes, Rob, and just throw them in the bin. Yeah, exactly. Sitting there, snivelling, listening to Neil Young. Think about it, yeah? Think about <laughs> it. They're controlling you with their medals. <laughs> 
So tell me how oh. that goes when you do it, okay? And let, yeah, let's know yeah, next week how that, goes, oh. how that goes down with them. This is me getting old now. And I'm, you know when yeah. you start to get old and you become a dad and you think, no, I'm still pretty cool. I'm still pretty down with the kids. I'm good with technology. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. But it slowly slips away. And before you know it, you're on FaceTime with your grandkids and all they can see is your ear. That's basically yeah. where we all yeah. end up. Yeah. You know Disney Plus, right? Yeah. you got Disney Plus, haven't you? In Canto and all that. Yeah. I mean, I got it for the Beatles documentary, but yeah. Well, I wondered why I couldn't find certain things, like the Beatles documentary or Dope Sick and all these other things that are on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Do you know why? I've been watching it with a child parental lock on it, even for me. Oh, no. I didn't know that you have to update it and put their age. Oh, my God. I didn't realise all this stuff was on it. No. Honestly, we watched Dope Sick last night. It was brilliant. But I feel like an old nan. Yeah, that is incredible. Like an old nan that's been watching Sky, but not been able to watch the films till nine o'clock. Ridiculous. So when did you realise? Someone said, this is on Disney Plus, and you're like, it's not. Well, no, everyone kept on saying, watch Dope Sick, and we couldn't find it. And then Lou worked it out. What is this thing? Dope Sick. Oh, it's a drama about... It was basically a painkiller that was an opioid that was released, and then they said that it's not addictive, you'll be fine, but it was addictive, and it became like one of the most addictive and powerful drugs in America and those people got addicted yeah. to it and then lost their jobs and became homeless and all that but it was marketed as non-addictive and it's just about that basically oh wow to be fair it's not the kind of thing you want your four year old watching no, so no, I think I'm great it's great yeah, yeah. all I'd say is the parental controls are top notch on Disney to the point that a 36 year old man couldn't watch stuff yeah but I'm just trying to find what have I missed so were you logging in as your daughter yeah, but then I've been watching loads of sports documentaries on it. Yeah. They've got those really good ESPN 30 for 30 ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I was those. like, there's only a few on here, but then I imagine the ones that got a few swears in. And then, do you know what I watched the other day? I watched a documentary, Josh, about this yeah. NF- two NFL owners that had loads of beef in, like, the 60s and 70s, and then you see them walking around the new Raiders stadium in Las Vegas, and they're like, oh, my God, and it's like they, like, hated each other, and there was going to be all this beef, and then all of a sudden, and then they go to talk to each other at the end. And then it was only at the end I realised that it was computer-animated versions of them because they both passed away 15 years ago. But I didn't realise it was computer images. I thought it was the real people. But let's be honest, that is a fucking insane thing to do in a documentary. Why have they done that? I don't know, but you know, like, they were... I don't think that's your fault, Rob. I don't think that's your fault. I don't think it is either, Josh. Why would you go, oh, yeah... I tell you what they've done here. They've reanimated two corpses. Yeah! Imagine if you watched... Think of an example of a documentary. The Beatles! Yeah, if at the end of that, they played the gig, and then an old John Lennon and George Harrison played with Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. Yeah. That wouldn't be an acceptable way to end that No, but you, at least but you know that they're dead. Yeah. I've never heard of these people. No. So I, I assume they might be alive still. But that's what I'm saying. I'm backing you up here. Okay, sorry, Josh. Sorry, yeah, thank you. So, no, but I just felt so stupid. Then I showed Lou. and then, But once you realise they're computer people, it's so yeah. obvious. Does it look like Toy Story? Yeah. And then Lou was like, are you all right? I went, no, but they didn't look like that earlier on. But now we know it's obvious, <laughs> but I didn't know. What's this documentary called? It's called Al Davis versus the NFL. Al Davis was a NFL owner. He owned the, Ra- the coach and then owner of the Raiders, Oakland Raiders, and he wanted to move them. But why have they done that bit at the end? It wasn't just that bit at the end. They were talking all the way through what? like it was current day. They're in the stadium and he's going, yeah, because we really fell out. But, like, I don't know where they've got this audio from because it's new. It's not archive. Well, they, if they can make him physically, someone could do an impression. Yeah, well, exactly. I think that's what's happened. But look, at the, they're, they're so computer generated. It's so embarrassing now. I'll send oh you. Oh, my it. God. I'm just looking at the picture. It's awful. I can't believe it It confused me. This is the picture, right, that I'm looking at. Yeah, that the I've just sent you that. The guy in the suit. But he looks so much like a computer, doesn't it, now? 
Yeah, I mean, it it's does... so embarrassing. I mean, I'm going to watch it now to see what it's like. But at the beginning, honestly, because he's walking around all in new clothes and he looks old and he's talking about, oh, we're so happy to be in the new stadium, but he died before the stadium was built. So when did you find out he died? At the end, when two little Toy Story men started talking. He didn't say, I'm dead, did he? No, no, I had to Google it. Because I was like, they look oh. weird. And then all the other images of them were them sat down talking. So a bit like deep fake, you know, deep fake. Yeah, 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 yeah. But how they filmed it was people dressed up as them, doing impressions of them. And then they put like computer generated images on their faces and made yeah. their mouth moves. So it was real people. But then at the end, I think it was just, I don't know, but I was really upset. It is a weird way to do a documentary. To be fair to you, Rob, yeah. it's a strange thing to do in a documentary. It's a weird documentary to watch, but I'm watching that because there's not many options when you're under 14 for anything other than <laughs> cartoons. Can I just ask, how many people under the age of 14 are interested in a documentary about the way the NFL franchise system works? <laughs> it's such a nerdy documentary. I don't know, but it's on there. Because I think they should do parental guidance for, like, if they're swearing. But also, you don't want to see this. Yeah, you're not interested in this bullshit. That's why the Beatles one's not there. No kid wants to watch this load of crap. The good news is, now, I'm sure there must have been parents watching Disney with the cap on and not realising there's loads of other content on there. So, now you know. So, with CBeebies, though, right? I'm not missing out on anything there. That's just all all kids stuff, right? I haven't got some kind of... That hasn't got that hasn't got some late night stuff that I'm missing out on because I'm logged in in the wrong way. Oh no, you've not seen Hey Dougie Does Dallas. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Hey oh Dougie mate, he's a fucking dirty bear. <laughs> it's weird because that's the kind of thing I do. Do you know what I mean? Not not not. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Dallas and have sex with a bear. He's a dog, isn't he? Is he Dougie's a bear? Isn't he? What the fuck's Dougie? I thought it was a bear. Is he a dog? Yeah, he's a dog. Oh my god, is he computer generated as well? He's don't a, so a... don't break it to me. <laughs> hey Dougie, he's a dog, isn't he? Yeah. I thought it was a bear. Oh, no. Oh, it's a fucking dog. It looks like a bit like a bear, though. I don't know. I always associated an animal that would be a scout leader type figure would be a bear over a dog. I think bears are a bit calmer and better at organising. Yeah. Because they hibernate and stuff. I don't think a dog would be able to run a class of kids. So that is, on the one hand, why I see where you're coming from. On the other hand, he does woof throughout. Yeah, I'm not really listening, though. <laughs> Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about Crunch Chocolate Bars, because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the bun with Crunch. Oh my God, have you seen? Have you seen these adult men's Hey Dougie pajamas? What? Oh my God, kill me! If you've got a pair of these, you've got to sort your life out. Look, I'm going to send it to you. First yeah. of all, they're boot cut, which. I don't care if it's pyjama or jeans. Who needs boot cut pyjama? I think he's got a big pair of boots at Father Christmas when he gets in from a shift. <laughs> Look at these. But weirdly, it says big hug at the top and then oh my God. it's Dougie, but really low around the groin area. Yeah. So it's, it is like pedo pyjamas. Yeah. So it's like, come and hug me here around my waist and groin. Yeah. I think if you hug a kid, get on your knees and go face to face. Not dick to face. Yeah, of course, of course. That's the best way to hug a kid. Yeah. 
or pick them up. There's no world in which you, you yeah. hug a kid at your natural height. If Rose brought me them, I'd think, well, we're never having sex again. No. That's the end of that, then. But that does happen a lot. I didn't realise how, like, some people don't just, just don't have sex at all now when they have kids. But, yeah, no, I don't think... If I had big hug Dougie pyjamas on, I don't think Lou would want to no. get off. No. I mean, to be fair, they've been reviewed. 33 four-star reviews. Good quality. Yeah, but if you're buying them, then you're the kind of person that's into... No one's buying them and going, wait a minute, I've got Hey Dougie on one oh, star. Oh, right, they're, they're matching family ones. That makes sense. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. How are your sleep trousers going? I sort of forget to put them on, but I do put them on. T- I haven't got trousers, I just wear pa- baggy pants. Oh, yeah, baggy pants. I told you my mum bought me a nighty. What? Did I tell you about this? Like a Victorian... Like a Scrooge? It's like, a, you know, it's a cartoon one. It's a silly... It's like a little pony nighty. Yeah. Basically, my mum, whenever I do something, my mum goes to my kids, oh, has daddy been naughty? And they go, yeah, he's been doing... And they make stuff up that I've been doing. Yeah. So my mum goes, has he been naughty? Right, I'm going to tell him off and all that. And I went, I'm going to tell him off. And she went, I'm going to buy him a nighty and make him wear it. And the kids thought that was hilarious. Me wearing a nighty. Yeah. So then for Christmas, my mum bought me a nighty. This is a weird image. It is. And then... They all laughed, and then I was forced on Christmas morning what? to put a nighty on in front of my entire family. Is there any photographic evidence of that? Oh, uh, no, this, but I'm sure uh, I can slip it on and put it on the WhatsApp group if you want. Yeah, why not, Rob? Why not? Let's get the clicks. Get the Instagram up. Can I just ask, when you told me about your Christmas day, yeah. why didn't you think to mention the point where your mum forced you to wear a nighty in front of everyone in the a living room? A lot happens on right, Christmas yeah. day. My mum got absolutely battered between the hours of 11am and 4 o'clock. I've never yeah. seen her so drunk in my life. I think she was so relieved to be negative on the lateral yeah. flow. She got absolutely spangled and it was all over the place. We got battered in the mid... And then we sort of recovered in the evening. But yeah, I forgot about the 90. Sue me. How long did you wear the 90 for? Only for like a sort of couple of hours in the morning for the kids. And then I got... Well, a I couple of worried. hours? Well, Are you I, I, I was doing breakfast and getting everyone ready. Like, you know, and then I, I in got... In the 90? Yeah. And a dressing gown. And you didn't think to mention this? <laughs> no, I didn't. And what have you done with the nighty? Uh, it's in my uh, sort of bedtime drawer with my like jogging bottoms and baggy t-shirts your, your that I've got stains on. Bedtime drawer. Not bedtime drawer. That's, we call them Tuesdays. Have I spoke about this? No. So basically, you know, like the, you know, if you're if you're in for the day, right? Say like you've um, you're hungover or whatever, you've done your stuff in the morning, and you're in, you're not going out again, and you put on your big comfy jogging bottoms. You don't own jogging bottoms, yeah. do you? You don't I know do. about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I do, do now. So you know when you put like your comfy clothes on because yeah. you're not going out again, and that you're all comfy, right? Yeah. Then we call them Tuesdays because once we, when my mate was at university, we went out to see my mate on a Tuesday. Birch, we knocked on the door. Went, hello, mate, you're right. And he was dressed. Like, we always wanted like, normal clothes to, like, doing stuff like jeans and yeah. tops, going to yeah. uni and college and stuff. And he was wearing, like, this massive, like, pair of, like, jogging bottoms, big, thick socks and, like, a rugby top that had stains on. I was like, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? And he went, it's Tuesday. <laughs> I went, what? <laughs> I went, it's Tuesday. I went, so? He went, I don't have any lectures or work on Tuesday. I wear my ch- It's my Tuesday clothes. So he just basically not doesn't leave the house on a Tuesday, so wears really comfy clothes. <laughs> so now we've always called, you know, comfy, like baggy clothes yeah. that you wear in for the day, Tuesdays. Like loungewear, I, I think, is the sort yes. of official yeah. term. So Tuesdays, we call them. So my night is in the Tuesday drawer. Do you know, at the university, uh, in my final... Are they called semesters? That's what they're called, wasn't it? Yeah. Terms? Yeah. Semesters is American, isn't it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Tuesday was the only day I worked, because I worked out... I was on one of those courses where you don't have to do that many hours. Yeah. And um, I worked out if I picked certain modules, I could get all of my lectures on Tuesday. So I picked oh. loads of modules I wasn't that interested in, just so that I then had a six-day weekend, and it was incredible. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. 
So Tuesdays would be a full eight hours. Oh, so your Tuesday is very different to, to very my different. I was I was I was actually in a suit on Tuesdays. So you could call your comfy clothes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, Mondays. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But cat Tuesdays yeah. is catchier, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. So I'm putting on my Tuesdays. You're putting on your Tuesdays, um, Josh. I've got one more thing to tell you, talk to you about. Yeah. I don't. I wanted to, to get your opinion on this, right? Have you heard about this? Parents doing sweepstakes when the baby's born. No. So this is a thing we can do your friends and family, right? And I've heard about it, but I've never heard it done this way. Where basically what you do is you go, right, the baby's due in February, like February, say February the 15th for argument's sake. Yeah. And then what you do is you get the month of February and then everyone can put like a fiver in or something. Yeah. Or two quid. And then you get a day. Like the length of the speeches at a wedding sweepstake, which is always Yeah, exactly. And I think you could probably pick your day or you just pick it at random because if it's due on the 14th, you know, it's more chance it's going to be in the middle, isn't it? But basically, you and then you do that and then they randomly pick a date in February. So you pay your five quid and you get the seventh. And then it's sort of like, oh, who's going to win? And then normally you get the money for the sweepstake. Yeah. That's how sweepstakes work. However, I've heard people, what they're doing is you pay 20 quid sometimes and then it's split in half. So if you get it, you get half the money and then the other half goes to the baby. What? Like baby tax? Yeah, baby tax. But then I don't know if that's a bit cheeky or it's a nice way of getting like money for a buggy or something. What does the baby want to do? No, no, it's not the ba- it's not actually going to be baby's pocket money. Like, and he's going to go down the shop and get some muslins or something. It's like for the parents, like, so, you know, because if it's 30 days, it's 20 yeah, quid. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot yeah. of money, isn't it? Yeah. So what's your view on this? I'm a sweepstake purist, Rob. Yeah, I think you should get the full. I don't even like the uh, people that would go first, second, third, and they'd give a bit more. Do you know what no, I mean? No, I think it's one winner. One, yeah. I think as well, let the baby have, you know, the baby, you're running the sweepstakes, so let the baby have, don't pay, but three dates. Or the baby yeah. gets the due date and the two days either side of it. Exactly, because the baby's got an advantage in many ways. Well, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're they in could... charge. They should be able to win this. And the mother, hold it in. If you've got 250 yeah. quid riding on it, hold it in a day. Oh, my God. Because you imagine it at midnight. Imagine if you're the dad and you've got the sweepstake for that day and it's 10 to midnight and you're nearly there. Oh, my God. And you're like, come on, love, it's 200 quid riding on this, get it out. Yeah, but if you're the dad and the yeah. mum, yeah. and you know it's coming out, at, say it comes out at 1am. Yeah. Just lie. No one's asking to see the birth certificate. Yeah, but then you can't. Well, you have to have a word with the midwife and go, look, do you mind? But then for the next 18 years, you're fabricating a birthday for your child just because you wanted 250 quid. And then you know, and it's happy birthday, and you just look at each other and go, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's tomorrow. <laughs> we know it's tomorrow. And then on their 17th birthday, which they think is their 17th birthday, they want a driving lesson on their 17th birthday. Yeah. And you don't want to tell them you've been lying to them about their birthday for 17 years. So you take them out and then the police pull you over and look at the passport and it turns out you're driving illegally, Rob. No, but they're, they're going to have to forge it from the beginning. Oh, yeah, but you can't forge the birth... They, you, can, you can lie to people. You wouldn't be allowed to forge the birth certificate. But then the kid would know. Earlier on than that, holidays, passports. Yeah, I suppose part. You never take you never take them abroad to keep the lie going. You have to never take them abroad, Rob. It's got to be full fraud. You've got to doctor the document. You've got to have a work. You've got to slip the midwife fifty quid. Get her in on it. Yeah, it's the only way. Fifty quid to say I was born before midnight. Maybe let us know if the sweepstake has worked for you. Yeah, and how it works. If you do that, or if it all goes to them, let me know. Any sweepstake stories with the kids being born? I want to know if it works or not. Yeah, um, I think it could be a good strategy, especially when you want to get the kids something to celebrate. Um, Josh, how have you been? Sorry, I've been rabbiting on for ages. That's oh, all right. Covid obviously uh, struck the household. Yes. Rob, how is everyone? All recovered? All out. So five days and the clear on the lateral flows. 
Lovely. It's five days, and if you're negative for lateral flows, you're out and about. So you went, you got out on the Saturday. Got out on the Saturday, absolutely. Oh, that's not that's good. That's the best way. You want it Monday morning. The best, I think, the best time to get COVID. Sunday evening. Sunday evening, and you've done your weekend, and you're like, sorry, I'm off work for a week, or I can't do anything, and then yep. you're back out again on the weekend. I think that's the exactly. best way. Exactly. And your kids can right. still go to school normally. I know your nurse, you wouldn't let them, but kids can go to school yeah. if the parents got it. It was a relief. But I'd say COVID was absolute dog shit. Oh, was it bad? Did they get under the weather? Yeah. So uh, my son, who's eight months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, babies are always ill, aren't they? Yeah. Let's be honest. They're always snotty nose. They're always snotty nose. But proper temperatures, cow pole being thrown around all over the bloody shop, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. One night of particularly bad sleep where he just was in such a bad way that... He was waking up every half an hour. Oh, no. And so we realised the only way to keep him asleep, Rob, yeah. was for him to be sleeping on someone. Oh, no. So what would you have done? Shifts. Shifts. You do shifts. Yeah. So we realised this. At, but you can't fall asleep. No. We realised this at 3.30am. So I did uh, 3.30 till 6.30am. Sat in the dark in a chair, <laughs> holding the baby. Heavy, it's a heavy baby now as well. Heavy baby. Heavy baby. So you're just sat there. It's not a newborn. No. How many months? Eight. Eight, that's a heavy baby. Yeah, sat in the chair, staring ahead. Had my headphones in, obviously. I'm not made of stuff. So I just just sat up, wild the way the hours, listening to podcasts. So no, you couldn't even, you weren't watching anything on YouTube, too much light. Also the angle of that as well, because I'd have had to hold the phone at an angle to watch stuff. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I would have done? I would have built some sort of miner's helmet that had a drop-down iPad attached to it for the second night. Yeah, you'd have worn a virtual reality headset <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that you could... I'm in the metaverse. <laughs> I'm not a dad. A metaverse at a strip club. <laughs> oh, no, I've woken the baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I sat there and listened to a series of podcasts about uh, the aftermath of 9-11. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did, actually. Yeah, it was quite good. You, I mean, you can't, I suppose you can't have funny ones. You don't want to wake the baby up laughing. Yeah, exactly. So you no, go for was, tragedy. It was pretty laugh light, I'll how be honest. Do you, how do you get there? I've not really ventured into that sort of world of podcasts, of documentary. Well, it was. I looked at the documentary section, and it was a string of documentaries called 912, which were about different stories of things that sprung from 9-11. Oh. It was quite interesting. So there's one on... Um, you know, The Onion, the American, like, the fake, the funny fake news website? Oh, yeah. So it was about how they dealt with suddenly being in this situation where it was, like, and how all the late-night talk shows and stuff dealt with doing comedy about 9 Josh, how can you make a bad situation worse? You're in the it's dark. It's an interesting documentary. Is it? Yeah, fascinating. Oh. And then there was one about um, a guy that had made a documentary about uh, how it was uh, an inside job, 9-11, and how that, you know, oh, I like that how it stuff. Affected, yeah, that was send me that one. All right, I'll send you that one. So it was really interesting, but <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, from about 5.45, it was fucking tough. The first two hours, I'd say, once you've realised I'm here and this is it, it's quite calming. Do you know what I mean? A bit like when we talked to Tom Parry and he was in that mad situation where he was staying up all night. Which is acceptance. The acceptance and you suddenly go, so this is it, this is my life. And I don't mind at all. I'm just going to sit here for two hours, three hours, and listen to podcasts. I can't do anything else. There's no point in getting annoyed no. or anything about it. That's not going to help being angry or frustrated. Yeah. or No one's going to text me or email yeah. me or expect me to do anything. I'm just sitting here. That's good. That's very good. You're in a very good mental space, Josh. Well, I was until about 5.30, and then it was tough. <laughs> 
Well, that's the thing. It's, it's, that's the key to it, isn't it? Because you tie yourself out more getting worked up and stressed, but you can't do anything about it. That is all you can do. So just accept yeah. it. I, like, that's the same. You know when something I can't get to sleep? Sometimes I just get up and come downstairs and watch telly for an hour rather than just tossing and turning. I get more yeah. worked up doing that in bed. You're better off just go, accepting exactly. it and going downstairs. Exactly. So it's actually a, quite a pleasant night in a weird way. Oh. Was, it, was that yeah. one night you did that? I don't think people want to hear that, though, Josh. Well, you know, I'd say... It is the truth. I wouldn't say I'm bragging about this situation. (laughs) I don't think anyone's jealous. I don't think anyone without kids is going, God, I wish I could be up from 3.30 to 6.30 a.m. sat in the dark on a chair. I can't listen to that podcast in there. Josh bragging about his nights indoors. It's a podcast (laughs) holding a baby from 3 till 6. It makes me feel sick. I'm just trying to enjoy myself. And these people, like, they're just so detached from reality. just don't understand (laughs) what it's like for normal people. Yeah, so, but don't worry, the, the week was mainly dog shit. But no, but no, that's just a good way of dealing with it, I think, just accepting it and, and, and getting on with yeah. it. Yeah, I think there is something, you know when you've got a child that's generally bad at sleeping? Yeah. Or you've got a child that is ill, and so the nights have just gone to total shit. Yeah. I think that, that when the child's ill, it's actually not that difficult, because you're like, this is just my life for the next three days, and there's nothing I can do about it, so I'm just... <laughs> doing this whereas when it's like is this my life for the next three years that's when i'm like all right i yeah. can't deal with this psychologically no but you know that they're yeah oh god is he all right now yeah he's fine he's totally fine yeah he's all right crawling he's desperate to crawl yeah he can't he's planking is he knickknack is he near the knickknacks what's he like with the knickknacks well he's not near the knickknacks he can't crawl so he's just sat in the middle of the room struggling to crawl <laughs> but he's, he's he's days away he's days away from crawling I think it's R.I.P. for their knickknacks. Well, you've been saying this for the last three years. I think boys are different. Well, you've got no experience with them. Well, I know, but I just from the experience of my friends. But I'm aware of, them, yeah. of ch- children no, that are boys. He seems a bit more rough and tumble than my daughter. Yeah, she's very gentle, your daughter. Very, like, precise. And She's not interested in um, watching the world burn. But <laughs> I've got the feeling that he might be. <laughs> well, he weren't listening to the podcast with you, was he? <laughs> <laughs> I obviously I didn't want to I don't want to be selfish, so I gave him one of my earbuds. Oh yeah, it's only fair. I, I mean, if he's like listening so, yeah. to you know to nine yeah. eleven podcasts at eight months, what is he doing? You've got to learn about it. This is history now. We yeah. think of it as you know something we lived through for for our kids, Rob. That's history. Yeah, if you're not listening to nine eleven podcasts, where the fuck you at? Um, do you know what that? Do you know what I'm referring to there, Josh? No, no that's, a, that's just a TikTok and Instagram reel. Uh, mean. Well, this is the problem, Rob. If you ain't at the lake, then where the fuck you at? And then if you ain't at Zion Park in Tenerife, where the fuck you at? It's a little thing that people uh, take the piss out of. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it's the kind of thing I'm just not going to get involved in. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair it's enough. It's just not for me. It's just different strokes, isn't it? I'm. I just. Modern popular culture has passed me by, and I've just got to admit that to myself, Rob. No, I think once you get, once your kids are getting a bit more sleep, and you're, you're out, you've got time for that, you'll get into it again, mate. There's no way when I get a bit more time to myself, I'm going to spend my time working on TikTok memes about where the fuck I'm at. <laughs> where the fuck you at? God, have you not heard it? Do I need to find it? No, I've not heard. It. I, can, I can hear it now, Rob. I can I hear know, it. But like the you're original. Doing it. It's just quite. I think it was quite pop. I don't know. I don't know if my reference points are off though, or if it is um, real or not. You don't, you don't want to hear it, do you? I'll, I'll hear it's it. It's weird the things we swap. You send me like 9-11 documentaries and then I just send you like these memes. If you went at the river, then where the fuck you at? <laughs> that one. Do you know that? No. <laughs> and everyone to take the mickey out of it and done different versions. See, this is the thing. I don't know any of these things. Don't you? We were talking about this 
The, the amount of things... Like, um, for the live show, we were talking about this Magic Mike song that you you know. Pony. I want it, you got it. That one. How do you know these things? Well, how do you not know them? It's like, it's like the Full Monty song. It's like... Yeah, I know the Full Monty song. I feel song. like you're like a time capsule as a human. You sort of like... It got to Blue Peter 2001... And then you got filled with all the information and then that's it, yeah. it's sealed. Exactly, I'm done. I've <laughs> learnt all the things I need to learn. But then that's a popular cultural reference. That's the strip... If you think of the song, you must need to know that for stand-up, like the, the famous song for stripping. I'll be honest with you. I've never at any point in my stand-up thought, I wish I had more Magic Mike references to call on at this well, stage. but the people of Grimsby on Tuesday might think that. Yeah, well, they've come to the wrong show in that case. <laughs> anyway, genuine, this one. <laughs> That, do not, that, that's quite famous. That. I just don't know these things. So imagine oil, jeans, Air Force Ones. We get, get it to the chorus. It does sound like a bloke's burping though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But that's the sexy song now. So I just don't know what this is. See, I did watch, I did watch a four-part documentary about the Chippendales recently. Maybe we could do a, 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 a thing you could email in. Does Josh know this? Yeah, all right. Email in things. The most famous thing you can find that I'm totally unaware of. Yeah, exactly. I think genuine... That I mean, that's quite niche, that. Where the fuck you at? That's got, you know... Because uh, fast as fuck, boy. Fast as fuck. You know all those ones? No. No. Anyway, well, they're a bit more TikTok. That's a bit more niche. However, yeah. Genuine Pony, I think you should know that. So things you think Josh won't know about but should. That's a good one. Well, my agent he, my agent texted me on Friday. Josh, your agent's left you 15 years ago. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, you still have an agent. She's younger than me, actually, my agent. And she, that's like an Alan Partridge. Actually, uh, yeah, my agent, a uh, little funny fact, actually, my agent is younger than me. Yeah, 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 yeah big time, Yeah. <laughs> I just think being represented by a 10 year old is doing my career a lot of help. <laughs> if you're aging 18 years old, where the fuck you at? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency designed Future Formula, a personalized anti-aging formula prescribed by a dermatology provider to treat fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, and more. Agency has clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than over-the-counter retinol. Future Formula by Agency. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. So what did your um, agent say to you, Josh? She texted me and she said, um, she said, all the text said was, would you be interested in the hit list? What's the hit list? I don't know the hit list. You don't know the hit list either. Thank you. Is that, is, is that, well, I, it, said, I, I, I said, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. She, she was like, of course you don't. Like, like, like as if that is, that is typical of me. Yeah. But now you don't know what it is either, Rob. Well, is it, oh, uh, is it some sort of like radio thing? It's, it's hosted by Marvin and Rochelle Hughes. Oh, that, I know what that is. Yeah, the hit, sorry, I thought you meant, yeah, the, it was like a radio thing. They, it's, their, it's their quiz show about music. You have to guess the songs. Yeah. You didn't know about it? No, of course I didn't, Rob. It's, got, it's popular, it gets millions of viewers. Yeah, I'm sure it does. <laughs> Everything I'm unaware of is popular, Rob. Marvin and Rochelle are great. We should try and get them on here. 
I don't think I'm into anything that's popular anymore. Do you know what I love about Marvin is he's actually a bit South London, but he's sort of yeah. he's got a bit of an ITV smiley face, but like he says stuff like bruv, like to me. Yeah. He goes, Oh yes, bruv, like that. And Rochelle was like, Don't say bruv. Because <laughs> there's dead children in need. <laughs> I was like, Come on, Marvin, let it out. He's from Woolwich Way, I think. Um anyway, well yeah, well anything you think Josh should know about but doesn't is a good one. And then yeah. I can ask you about it and you can guess what it is, maybe. Or you might yeah. know and you prove us all I wrong. I might know. I might prove Because I'm a celebrity, you'd never you've never watched that really, had you? I had to explain that. I watched it when Joel was on. Yeah, but you didn't really know what was going on, did you? No, they kept taking the tops off and showering and I didn't understand why. Just because they've got sexy bods and who don't want to see that? Who doesn't? Where the fuck you at? If, <laughs> if you ain't watching sexy bars and I'm a celebrity, where the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, anything else you want to talk about, Josh? Before we do some emails, I've got some good ones. No. Oh, we went out. We got went out and got drunk on Saturday. That was fun. Oh, you went out and got drunk. Yeah. How was that? Yeah, great. I had a lovely time, and then uh, Rose was so hungover she couldn't get out of bed the whole of the next day. Oh, that's. That. But she's. Been, she did have COVID. I mean, if you're not in bed with COVID, if you're yeah, not in bed oh, on yeah, a Sunday yeah, yeah, with COVID, really nice. yeah. Yeah, really nice. <laughs> that's a... I think you find that funnier than anything you've ever heard in your life. I just, you couldn't have, it's just that's why it's sort of trending because it's such an easy one to replicate, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so she was, she was in bed all day, hungover. Yeah, oh. um, but she claims it's because you shouldn't mix alcohol with the after effects of COVID, but I'm not sure if that's the thing. I do think if you've had COVID, going out and getting smashed on the first day you're allowed out is not, it's probably not the best, is it? No, but you know, you live and learn. <laughs> you live and learn. Go on. Exactly. That, that's ne it's never going to be repeated, that. Do you want um, some emails? Yes. Oh, this one, this one's good, actually. This one's an email. I know I'm nicking this out of yours. You normally do emails, but I'm going to read this one because I've got it up. Morning, guys. Just listen to today's episode about being the most tired and having to work. I used to loan work at an office from 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. God, it's a difficult shift. One winter's morning, I finished work at 5 a.m., walked to the car park and put my key in the ignition. Minus one flashes up on the display, so I turn on the heaters full blast and shut the door. I then proceed to spray all the windows with the ice set, then randomly decided to open the back door up and turn the wipers on to get rid of the ice. Of course, what happened was the wipers just splashed the icer from the windscreen directly into my face. Oh my God. I hurriedly get into the car half blind with burning skin, trying to wipe it off with my coat sleeve. After several minutes, I can finally see again, but there is still ice on the windscreen. So I sit in my car, half blind state, with my skin on fire and mascara all over my face, wondering why the de-icer didn't work. Aha, that's why my three-year-old had left the back window slightly open the day before. After all that, the ice was on the inside of the car window. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was Zoe. <laughs> A horrible, horrible oh. morning. Oh, my God. Being tired is so shit. It's rubbish, Rob. I've got another more tired than Josh. We'll do some more tired than Josh's yeah, go on, and I've go got on. a boomer to finish us off on. Okay. Hi, love the podcast. I can't wait to see you live. Um, we've done it. As you listen, we've done it. It was great. Thank you all for coming. What a night. Who'd have thought it ended that way? <laughs> Hi, love the podcast. So the funniest thing I've ever done on lack of sleep is go to work in odd shoes. I mean, it depends yeah. on the shoes, doesn't it? If it's like, you know, two Converse, but one's like a bit slightly 
darker shade. Yeah. But anyway, if you've got one like one running shoe and the there's no shoe. more details on that. No, I'd like to know what shoes. You've got to give us more on that. Was it a slipper and a shoe? We need to know the shoes. Come on. Come on. My son was up at 4.30am for 18 months and I went back to work after six months. I had a huge meeting to coordinate and one of my colleagues said, you really, you look really lovely, but you have odd shoes on. Off I rushed to the local shop to buy a new pair. Thinking of it now, I do not know ever how I performed my job to a good standard. Well, I think the answer is you probably didn't, but they let it slide. Yes. It's another <laughs> one about being tired. I have a good entry for tiredness stakes. When my youngest was 18 months old, he had never really slept and I worked full time while set, sitting up every night with my child. Eventually, I suppose this took its toll. On one awful day, I forgot all my PIN numbers and was locked out all of my accounts for a week. I oh stood in the chemist and tapped out random numbers in desperation, but nothing worked. Oh, God. And I had to go home empty-handed. That oh. week, I also lost my hat, my gloves, and my coffee mug. Nothing, oh, God. Nothing, including the numbers, ever came back to me. Proof, if you, <laughs> if you need it, that if you never sleep, your brain starts dying. Lindsay oh, Crush. God. I don't know. If, I think that's her surname, or it's just how yeah. she feels. 38, <laughs> Norwich, parent of a six- and a ten-year-old. Lindsay Crush. Poor old Lindsay Crush. So if you never sleep, your brain starts dying. So that's a good message to all of our new parents out there. Well, yeah, it's sleep. Because if you ain't sleeping, well, the fuck yeah, sorry, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> right, Boomer Parenthood. We'll do this and some business shout-outs, yeah? yeah. Boomer Parenthood. My mum always threatened my brother and I that if we ever smoked and she found out, she would make us smoke an entire packet of cigs one after the other. Whoa. Well, thankfully, I never got caught, but my brother did. He was about 15 or 16 when she caught him with a 20-pack of Lambert and Butler. So she stayed true to her word and she sat him outside in the back garden on a fold-out striped garden chair and made him smoke one cigarette after another. He got about five or six down and began to turn green. He didn't stop there. She didn't stop there. She got him a bucket and he was sick as a dog. But she made him smoke every last one in between bombs. He has never touched a cigarette since. It didn't stop me. I just didn't get caught. Thanks for being so sexy and unrelatable, Lisa from Chester. That is incredible. I didn't think people actually did that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I knew it was like a myth, but I didn't think it actually happened. Uh, I mean, all that those people that actually washed their kids' mouth out with soap—that was just—that is just fucking yeah. child abuse. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah, not having course. that. But yeah, the smoking one—I think that's uh, 15 or 16. I think I think that's all right because they're a bit older. I think when they're like a, a, a 10 or 11 year old's got them, I think you need to talk to them because they're just stupid but when you're 16 you're making you can force a 10 year old to smoke 20 cigarettes i think that would be considered that is bad but 16 i think that's still bad but but also lisa here it implies she still smokes so it's done him good yeah exactly you'd rather have 20 at 16 and never smoke again than smoke forever yeah wouldn't you anyway i'm not condoning nothing did you smoke no, never. I tried. Have you ever smoked? I tried when I was a teenager, but I just, my, I've got quite weak lungs. Like, if ever I get ill, yeah. I always get like a chest infection. I never, that's always yeah. what goes first. Um, I just couldn't, I've got, I can't hold it in. My chest, you know, you, you take it down. It was horrible. I just coughed and hated it. Not, I've never, and it stunk. I've never really been so yeah. smelly and expensive. Isn't it? <laughs> it Do you know what I mean? Do you remember when you used to go to pubs and clubs? Oh, yeah, closed. Fucking hell. They start, you like you literally have to get strip off at the door and actually like put it straight in the wash. It was like COVID. You know, straight like, into your nighty when you got home, COVID wasn't it? When first started, you thought it was like on your clothes and you got in there to like wash all your clothes and stuff. It was like that. It's oh, smell so smelly. But oh. yeah, not really been a smoky kind of guy. No. What about you? Not really. No. You know, occasionally 
when you're, you're out with friends. Yeah, you have a cheeky bifter. <laughs> I think it's dying out. No one smokes as much as they used to, do they? No, no, exactly. The, the vape, the vape. It used to be. I remember when they first brought in, uh, you couldn't smoke in pubs. And I'd go to, it was when I was working at Waterstone, so I'd go to, work, I'd go to the pub with all the people that worked there. Yeah. And I was the only one that didn't smoke. So they'd all go outside. You'd be left to guard yes. the bags inside. Oh. And you're like, I'm getting punished for being the good guy here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but your, your lungs were out last years, mate. They weren't. You've not seen my asthma. The last time I smoked was when, I, when the, the, the band came in. Because I was with my mate who was a smoker. And mm. it was literally like five to midnight. And then at mid, it was a thing like in the paper, like at midnight, everyone had to go outside to smoke. And yeah. uh, I had one at five to midnight of him just because it felt like a, yeah, a moment in time, not? which was quite fun. Yeah. I would have taken a photo, but I didn't have a camera phone on my, uh, at that time. You so, you know, that shows how old I am. We are a couple of old bastards, Rob. However much you watch TikTok, mate, you're an old bastard. Deal with it. I was out in York the other night after the gig and there was a table of these 22-year-olds next to us and they'd brought out a disposable camera. 22-year-olds, not the, not 20 No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There's four women that were 22. <laughs> right, but, yeah, just to make sure. Because it was a bit, sure. it was the only place that was open. It was a bit like a student hangout. Mate, 18-year-olds look about seven. It's men, I can't believe they're allowed out on their own, never mind <laughs> off their face on, like, shots. It's disgusting. <laughs> So weird. I felt like I was at a crash. It felt like it was the tables next to a soft play. <laughs> and they were at a disposable camera and they were like, Why? yeah, it's great. They went, oh, it's great. Because what you do is like you take it to a shop and, it, and then they print them all out and then you get ones and it's actually on like a bit of paper. I was like, I know what it fucking is. <laughs> like, like, like it's new. They was talking to me like it was Bitcoin. And, and then basically they, they take it because they like having them, like, you know, and because I think yeah. they have so many photos. I've got so many photos on my phone. You never look at them, but then if you take yeah. them, it's from that night out. So I think they're just, you know. Yeah. Maybe it was a simpler time back then. It was a better time. Maybe we should bring back smoking indoors and, and disposable <laughs> cameras. And then he went, it's so funny because I was with my mate who's going for a divorce and she was like, he was like, she was explaining because I know what they are. And he's from York because I know what they are. I had one at my first wedding. <laughs> and I was like, you sound so old, mate. <laughs> oh dear um, anyway um, so small business shout outs yes let's do that and then we'll uh, finish it for the day got an email Rob from someone who's at one of our live show previews oh yeah go on uh, the email begins nice I provided some fodder for your live show open brackets the hipster with long socks close brackets yeah he had, a re- he had a pair of DMs on and really long thick yellow sort of socks like he was on safari and then rolled up brown trousers and a green jacket like some sort of scout leader Wow. Uh, he's a long-time listener and lover of the pod. I'm also a new lockdown parent. Firstly, thanks for getting me through those early days when I didn't know what day it was. I spent every waking hour just trying to keep my newfound bundle of joy alive. I've recently jacked in my job in the city. Open brackets, London. Close <laughs> okay. brackets. Strange decision, that. Really weird to say London as if, like, which one? Winchester? Yeah, like the city. It means... In the city. We get that. It's in, in yeah, the... yeah. That is a bit arrogant, though, isn't it? Like in the city, it's like it's yeah. the only city that matters in the country's London. Like, but it isn't it's a city of London? It's a different part of London where all the banks are basically, isn't it? Yeah, he did not look yeah. like he worked in the bank. You can't no, wear khaki in a bank. In. He wouldn't have fitted in around Liverpool Street on a Friday at four p.m. No, no way. way at all. It looks like he's selling bagels. Well, he's not selling bagels. He, he is selling? selling something though. To find a better work-life balance, to spend more time with my little life-sucking angel. I've started Southmade, based in Crystal Palace. We specialise in wood-based creations for the home. 
Everything from vintage reclaimed furniture through to full room transformations. Ooh. I'd really appreciate a shout out. People can check me out at Southmade Studio on Instagram. Southmade Cheers, Studio. Eddie. There he goes. So basically, he's a carpenter. Yes, he is. Okay. But, Rob. <laughs> okay. I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to work out what the fuck he does, but he's a carpenter. He's a carpenter. Yeah, it looks nice. He basically, he takes wood, makes things. Yeah, that's a carpenter. Rob, you saw those socks. He's not a carpenter, mate. He specialises in wood-based creations. Wood-based furniture creations. Carpenter. <laughs> I'll tell you, he says creative carpentry across London, but he's a carpenter. But a trendy carpenter with lovely socks. I tell you what, if you if you find it awkward, though, because he's not very geezery at all, is he? Yeah, no. So if you feel it. a bit awkward if people are a bit too geezery that come in jogging bottoms, massive knob poking out, bottle of LucasAid, they're not your guy. This is your guy. He'll be in. He'll come in with a lovely Ooh, sourdough bit of avocado good, on good toast. stuff. It's, he does lovely jobs. If you like wood with a soft finish, he's your guy. Yeah. Wood-based furniture creations and creative carpentry. <laughs> wood-based furniture creations. You're a carpenter, mate. Um, here we go. What we got here? What we got here? So I, just, I do love how people rebrand themselves. It's good, isn't it? What could we call us and some other comedians? Just sort of. Well, we're um, audio-based banter providers, really. <laughs> audio-based banter enthusiasts. <laughs> well, this could be a good one for the for the parents. I don't know if it's any good though. We don't know if anything's any good, but we give a shout out. But they're new businesses. Give them a chance. So this is. Oh, this looks quite fun. Hello. I'm a big fan of podcasts. It's been helping me get through. Imagine that. Hello. I hate the podcast, but you've got a lot of listeners and I want to shout out. I'd respect that. I'd, I'd respect that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've got no kids. Don't really like you, but I'm aware you're the number one podcast and I want a bit of advertising. Here we go. Um, it's helping me get through the grind of parenting. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, so working full-time and homeschooling was no mean feat in lockdown. Join the club. I'm messaging to hopefully get a shout out for my small business. I set up with my sister. We set up the date night box company. Odd thing to set up with your sister, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, I've set up this new uh, business with my mum, the dildo company. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we set up the, the date night box company in lockdown to help people keep that date night going. Uh, this is a good idea. I'm already on board with yeah, this. And even if out this was Dragon's lockdown. Den, I'd be leaning forward at this point. And it- <laughs> And even, yeah, even out of lockdown, it's quite good. Anyway, because you, you don't get babysitters and you want to do something a bit special yeah. when you're indoors. Anyway, we, when we were locked in being a parent, I realised it's great for people who are unable to get out due to having small children. With babysitters so expensive and sometimes having no energy, our boxes deliver a date to your door, so no need to leave the house. The boxes include activities, snacks, drinks, playlists, etc., and all based around a location. So far, we have a Paris and Tokyo box. I think oh, they've just added nice. a Rome box. I'm on their website. Oh, lovely. Our website really? is www.thedatenightboxcompany.co.uk Instagram is the Date Night Box Company. Don't give me grief for a long name. My sister set it up. Don't blame your sister, mate. I think I think that's a good name, the Date Night Box Company. The old DMBC. Also, you know exactly where you are with it. DMBC. I think just call it the Date Night Box Company, but DMBC could be like you could have that as the logo. Do you know what I mean? Just focus on those letters. I don't know why I'm giving you this shit. Da-da-da. Thanks again for the fun. I'm coming to the Hackney Empire show. So really looking forward to live performances. Kat Kirsty. Oh, so it's not as weird because there's two sisters. Two sisters. Having a date night. Would you get one if it was Bromley? A Bromley one? <laughs> yeah. No, there'll be nothing in it. <laughs> just an empty box. Bromley date night. Bromley date night. What would you put in it? It'd probably just be like a gram of Coke. That would be it for Bromley. That sums up Bromley. <laughs> A gram of Coke and a pair of loafers and no socks. <laughs> Quite good value for 35 quid. <laughs> I think you'd sell loads. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know 
to deliver door to door. Right, um, just John, we banged on for ages. Now. Right, Josh, yeah. I'll see you uh, next week. And um, yeah, we'll be back soon with um, guests. We've got loads booked in. We start in. recording this week. Yes, very excited. We've got or last week, because this is recorded this week. Yes. So we've, we've already started recording. And let me tell you, they were great. Yes, loving it. So they'll be coming soon. Some of the best interviews we've ever done, yeah, in my so, opinion. So. You've said that about every single person we've ever interviewed. So. Set one. It was that. Wow. Okay, you keep that quiet. Go back and listen to every interview. See which one I didn't say it about. Okay, all right. All right, see you later, George. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.